a Lifetime original podcast. I never got to be a flower girl. Oh. uh, And it still upsets me. I bet that's all you ever wanted, didn't you? Yes! I love a Lifetime movie. It's gonna be a little too toy for him. Secretary. Secretary. I'm trying to say it with a British accent. And then she... Wow, that was a really good British accent, Megan. Thank you. I didn't even say any words. Leonard is so happy she's pregnant that I was shocked. And so then Megan has to get kidnapped training. I love this. (laughs) This baby is going to be part royal and part me. I barely know who that is anymore. I've lost sight of it this summer, and I have to set that right. Hello, and welcome to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am Megan Gailey, and I am joined by my illustrious co-host, Naomi Ekparrigan. I love it. Whenever you say my last name right, I'm like, that's allyship. Of course. You know what? And when we were doing that show, and I had to... Um, become the host at like the last second. <laughs> I was like, I have to make sure. And I was like, I say Naomi's name more than probably anyone else. But then I like started getting in my head about it because a, a hosting a comedy show, you're going to mess up a name. Well, I always tell people, I'm like, you know, because they do, I go, I go, Eck Paragon, don't overthink it. Throw it away. I okay. tell them, don't overthink it because no. you get nervous. And I say, throw it away. Yeah. Well, and then you start practicing Ekparagon, Ekparagon, Ekparagon. And so, so then you're like, Nikki Ekparagon, because you just abandoned. I've Wait, you know that happened to me at the Just for Laughs New Faces. They called you Nikki? Matt Bronger called me Nicole Ekparagon <laughs> with all the confidence. And then I came on stage and I was literally like, no, no, Matthew, you have to come back here because the whole point of this is that they know my name. Right. Like, I was just like. You're presenting me to Hollywood. Hollywood. Oh my gosh. But yeah, wow. it's so funny. It's kind of like the purge now that I think. <laughs> They're like, bring them on stage and let's all bid on our favorite one. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay. Wow. Naomi, how are you? I'm doing all right. I am, um, you know, Mabel had her last chemotherapy treatment, so... That's a beautiful thing. Um, she's Did got. Did they have like a little um, bell for dogs no, to ring? No, they didn't. I wanted the... more fanfare. Yeah. That's what I said. I was like, I was like, is the you know again this oncologist? We have never met this woman in person, you know, due to the pandemic. It's all been phone calls, and I'm like, is she going to come out? Is there going to be yeah. a cake? Is there going to be something? They just really didn't bring it home the way I hoped they would. Hmm. And and Mabel can't tell you, you know, she can't be like, oh, you should have seen it back there. Balloons. <laughs> you know, maybe there was something, but you just. Yeah, I wish she. I wish Mabel got to, you know, go like something. <laughs> some celebratory. Wow. But I'm so happy that she is finished with that. And hopefully it just keeps working and she stays in the clear. I know. Thank you so much. I really am obsessed with her. Now, enough about my daughter. How are you doing, Megan? I did see you at a comedy show this week. You were wearing a very mm-hmm. cool pant. Mm-hmm. You seem like you were just out and about living your best life. Out and about too much. I'm tired. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh my God, I shot out of bed this morning. <laughs> and, you know, then we started our Zoom meeting. I shouted about some things while our sweet right, producer just right. said, thank you for your feedback. Yeah. Um, And then here we are, ready to talk about, as it says in our doc, H&M, not the clothing brand. Yes. But Harry and Meghan. Another the brand. top H&M. The top, Absolutely. top, top. 
Harry and Meghan becoming royal. Now, this is the sequel to the first movie in Lifetime's royal saga. And as you remember, we did cover the first movie. If you haven't listened to that episode already, go back and check it out. We ooh, we go to Botswana. Mm-hmm. We go on a, a ginger journey. <laughs> and we just reposted it before this episode, so it's very easy to find. And we talked to the one and only Danny Pellegrino from the podcast Everything Iconic, which is one of my favorites. And even more exciting is that today our guest is a host of one of my other favorite podcasts, <laughs> Watch What Crappens. Ronnie Karam is going to be joining us from that program. It's all happening, Megan. I'm mm-hmm. really, really happy. It feels like in some ways this podcast does fulfill make-a-wish dreams for you. You've gotten to meet Danny Pellegrino. You're yeah. now going to talk to Ronnie Karam. It's really making dreams come true. But- you need to have your dreams come true. Who do you want to meet? Let's get Big Bird on here. <laughs> I don't want to. Well, meeting Big Bird could be fun because he would make me feel dainty. But anyway, <laughs> this second movie goes behind the scenes to show you the challenges of life inside the royal family during Harry and Meghan's pivotal first year of marriage. Beyond blending their families and cultures, Harry and Meghan's core values are put to the test as they try to find the balance between honoring royal tradition and staying true to their beliefs. Mm. There's a lot. We know all of this, you know? Mm -hmm. And Lifetime has given us a beautiful journey, a beautiful look at this journey. If you haven't seen it, you can watch this on Lifetime Movie Club. So no excuses, right? Don't you think? Oh, I absolutely think. And if you're wondering which movie is the wedding in, it's number two, baby. Okay, yeah. so there, there is some setup to what we know is the Brexit to come, but we do get to all the wedding and the wedding planning glory in this film. So that definitely sets this one apart. Do you want to get into it? Absolutely. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, so the movie opens and we immediately have church bells and a gorgeous wedding. And I'm like, no, you can't jip us. We wanted to see all the buildup. And then I realize, oh, okay, this isn't that wedding. That's a wrap on Megan. Thank you guys so much. It is so hard to say goodbye. You guys have been my family for the last seven years. So we open the film on Megan's very last day on set at Suits. Suits, wow. I mean, it was just wild. I remember that being very wild to me to discover that not only was she on Suits, but that Suits had been on for like eight seasons. Yeah. But who we do see in the rap is hair and makeup king from the first movie. The man who's like, you need to do this for the culture. This is a real life fairy tale. 
Thanks, Neil. And you also need to know that this is a different Megan than you saw in the first film. Yes. This new Megan is played by a young Tiffany Smith. Mm -hmm. Next scene, we have Megan saying goodbye to her dog. And I'm like, why can't her dog come? That's this is like she can't bring two. She can't bring two. You know, you can only have one. But like, who made that rule? I have no idea. Probably the queen. She's like, I have my corgis. We don't need more, more other dogs than my corgis. So we're two minutes in and I already hate a rule. So Megan heads out of this farewell. Paparazzi is asking rude questions. Megan, think the royals will ever really accept you? So then we see a morning show, and this is going to play a huge part in this right. movie. It's definitely a, true recurring, a recurring motif, if you will, a theme. Yes. It's really tying it together. It's a real device they use that I did like that because you do need to give what's happening to Harry and Meghan, but obviously the press is such a massive part of this relationship and this royal family. And so that's what Good Day UK, these two anchors are sort of representing, what the press, what the public is thinking and saying about the couple. Right, and it's all like, you know, they each have kind of opposing views, which is sort of a catch-all for like the two ways people see Meghan specifically, not just their relationship, but her. How much of her own identity will she have to give up to fit in? Well, we're going to find out thanks to you, Bridget, our very own royal correspondent. And this seems like a really fun part to play because they're very cheesy, over the top, like, and then she, you know. (laughs) Wow, that was a really good British accent, Megan. Thank you. I didn't even say any words. I know. But it worked. I believe it's Caspian and Bridget. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) She's got to get through her first royal Christmas with the Queen. No pressure, Meg. Caspian, he's a nasty sort. I was worried Bridget was going to turn against Megan. Um, Oh, and, uh And so that was like a little fear that was planted. Do you think Caspian is supposed to be Pierce Morgan? Absolutely. I totally felt he had a Pierce vibe. And like he said something towards the end where I was like, that's very Pierce, if not exactly what he said. And now remember, the writer of this movie is the same one from the first one, Scarlett Lacey. And she has a real in with the royals. Okay, she Mm -hmm. knows what's what. So Harry and William are having like a little convo before Meghan arrives. And William like comes in chilly. You know, he's just not a warm person based on the portrayal in this film. Mm -hmm. Um, We do see a giant banner that says, welcome to your new home, which seems like something you would get for a baby that's been adopted. Um, (laughs) Not a grown woman you're marrying, but what am I to do to tell Harry how to (laughs) greet his lady? Look, listen, thank you for pushing so hard on getting the firm on board with Meghan coming to Christmas. It wasn't easy. You'll remember, Kate didn't come to Christmas with the family until after we were married. But I get it, though, because think about how many people want to peek behind the curtain. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would be like, oh, yeah, let's get married so I can come to all the parties. And then and then I would just be like, I like to break up after but I've like, been to everything and written my tell-all book, you know? We've seen Megan. There was an entire film of the things she had to do. I know. During the courtship, the engagement. I just feel like once you're engaged, you know, I mean, once you're engaged, maybe you pick the venue, too. Do they have a deposit down? Let her come. <laughs> well... You see, though, you know, from the jump, they the boys see a picture. They're looking at a picture of their mother. And, you know, we've got Diana. She's still present, you know, in this film as she was in the first one, even though that first one, you know, we start with, a, you know, shortly after she died. So now these boys, even as adults, are still thinking about their 
mom, but William is still on his bullshit. Listen. Stability requires slow, steady, nuanced progress. Above all, we must keep the monarchy on course. I'm sure Meghan will appreciate that advice from her future king. Okay. Um, keep the monarchy on course. I think for something that is largely for show and tourism, I don't understand why these young boys take this so seriously. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, meaning the queen's 93. I get it. She don't know no better. But these like 32-year-old men, it's like, guys, guys, relax. William is like, very, I know I know he's like going to be king, I guess. I don't know. I just, it's just not real. I think he's defined by it, though, way more than Harry is. And maybe that's because he's heir. Um, but I, 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 yeah, it's, it's really like they, they have to believe or else their world comes crumbling down. Well, well then some, look, welcome to, welcome to reality boys. Okay. Everyone's world is crumbling. (laughs) Sorry. Continue. So Megan arrives at their new temporary home and they do a little bit where they're like, oh, I'm, I'm looking for a handsome redheaded prince. And Harry's like, oh, he's, uh, he's worked on that one. You know, you're kind of cute. Yeah, I mean, you're not too bad yourself. Kind of got that whole American goddess vibe going on. I mean, I think I actually might want to marry you. They smooch, they drink champagne. You know, Megan's like, I love you. You know, not quite honestly, your status is not why I love you. Your status is what complicates things. And I was like, yeah, real, very true. Mm -hmm. Then later that Mm -hmm. first night, Harry wakes up and Megan's not in bed and she's down in the study or sitting room or drawing room. All I know is she's doing wedding prep. She's got mm-hmm. pictures. She's got swatches. She's like, we have got to figure this out because their wedding is in six months. And honestly, six months is a very short time for a yes. wedding on that scale. Oh, yeah. Um, he also says, it's funny, he says she's someone who's like working too hard. But what he calls her is a SWAT. S-W-O-T. So if anyone British is listening to this, let me know if that's a real word people use. Not to question Scarlett Lacey as much as to really know what's going on on the ground in Mm -hmm. present-day British culture. And Harry really wishes the wedding was tomorrow because he wants to start making a baby. He wants babies immediately. That's so interesting. Yeah, There's a mischievousness to Harry as a person in real life, right? But we do see in the first movie, like, Harry is here. You know, he feels very protective of Meghan. So maybe he just, like, comes in a little more severe because he's like, I have to protect this relationship and protect the family. I mean, I don't know. And it's serious time. You know, like it's wedding. Like, as we see later in the film, it's not just wedding prep. She has to do all this other stuff on top of it that I think he kind of is the reason she's doing this. So he is trying to take it seriously as well. Right, Um, right. So they start talking about the things that they would like to have at their wedding. And Megan definitely has some worries because she's like, there's going to be stuff at our wedding that wasn't at, you know, all of these other Harry or or William and Kate's. Or she wants at the wedding. She doesn't, we don't even know. she, She doesn't even know if it can happen. Right. Right. Not to mention that the mother of the bride has dreadlocks and a nose ring. You should tell her not to change a thing. Have you mentioned anything to the palace about what we want for the wedding? Not yet. Yeah, I can imagine that being like, I want a gospel choir in damn Buckingham Palace would be a (laughs) tall ask. And Harry says that they need to ask the queen's permission for these things at Christmas. We got to get her fast and we got to get her in a good room, good mood (laughs) and full of fruitcake. (laughs) 
So, of course, what do we see next? This gorgeous Christmas party. Megan and Harry arrive. Annabella, if you remember her from the first movie, she is the queen bitch. She is the resident side eye, the person who is always trying to undermine Megan. And she has not missed a beat, honey. The holiday season will not stop her. Annabella is thrilled that I'm here. She admires you. She really does. But we also meet Sir Leonard, the Queen's private secretary. Secretary. I'm trying to say it with a British accent. (laughs) Oh, good heavens. You don't have to curtsy to me. I'm merely the staff, Miss Markle. (laughs) And he also doesn't seem to like Meghan either. Like, he's really serious. He's very into protocol. When Charlotte and George run up, William's children. Where do you guys come from? You do have to curtsy to them, however. Oh, no, she doesn't let it. I ain't in a no four-year-olds, okay? Right. And then, like, at one point, she's, like, trying to be nice, you know, trying to develop a rapport, and she, like, puts his hand on his shoulder. He literally looks like she just put a dead, rotten fish on his shoulder. He looks disgusted, Megan. Yeah, Sir Leonard doesn't give a great first impression. I was very <laughs> wary of him. Um, and and he does go on to play a part in this movie um in in a lot of different ways. So yeah. keep a little keep a little pin in Sir Leonard. We'll be back to him. <laughs> so then Megan hugs William and Kate, and then Charles and Camilla arrive. The com- the woman who plays Camilla, I love this gal. She <laughs> really cracked me up. I mean, they they're not even doing Camilla dirty. I think they're just doing Camilla, but yeah. it is a little dirty. <laughs> Wait, why? Camilla's having fun. Just, I know. They just make her so like it's a it's a big just juxtaposition between the Camilla and then the flashbacks of Diana. That's all I'll say. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so Megan is trying to have a heart-to-heart with Kate, who we still like at this point. Um, But Kate keeps getting dragged away by her little naughty kids that Megan had to curtsy to. And then the queen arrives. And this is what I love. Like, okay, so the queen gets there. Everybody's like, you know, acting serious. But then the royal family sits around and opens presents like regular families. Also, not just presents, though. These are gag gifts. Like, what other gift do millionaires who own a country need? You know what I mean? So it's just like dumb stuff, which Mm -hmm. was extra fun to me. And, um, you know, Megan was all nervous, but about the queen opening her gift. It was the gift that Megan gives, which I hope is true to life, was a singing hamster, a plush singing hamster. The queen is delighted. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that charming? <laughs> Loves it. And then the corgi comes and takes it. And it's going to be a little too toy for him. And then everyone claps and laughs, you know? It's like, well played, Corgi. What a beautiful closer. Like, So it really wins. And then Harry is like, okay, you're in. Let's ask for a gospel choir. And it's like, no. Like, it's just like, not now, Harry. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, he's very impatient, you know, which does feel right to me. But it's like, Harry... You got to do that by your, you know, in a private moment. Yeah. To maybe, maybe do it after you give her a real gift and not a yeah. bad gift. I don't know. <laughs> just, just an idea. So they decide they have to ask her tomorrow after church. 
Okay, so now we are back with Good Day UK, and they are recapping the Christmas festivities from their point of view, the public's point of view, and then they analyze Meghan's first public curtsy. And I'm giving her first public curtsy to the Queen a B plus. But the hat gets an F from us both. Absolute fail. What is interesting to me is that what we next see is that Meghan is watching the show. She is watching them bash her hat. And Harry is like, are you still friends with that reporter on Instagram? You know, and she's like, no, not at all. And they're like ready, getting ready to go to some event. But what's, it's like, Megan, you have too much to do to be watching Good Day UK. Why would you be watching Good Day? Like, I get the um, impulse to just be like, what are they saying are about they me? Saying? It's like, no, no, no. It's like, I never read the comments on YouTube videos. You I know, do. I want to I want to sleep. I do. So I'm a I Megan. don't. I'm a Megan. Um, Megan is a Megan, and Megan is a Megan. Um, <laughs> and and this is an important detail. Harry is adamant of like you cannot be friends with that woman anymore. Like mm-hmm. you cannot, um, you cannot cohort with the press. They are not right. our friends. You have to like stay away from them. And as we note, that is because. The press killed his mother. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, the couple is getting ready to go to an event and they have this conversation. Well, Brits do hate a show off more than anything. So being the best at charades is too American. Yes, and it's pronounced charades. Okay, now I only included this clip because of the pronunciation of charades. Charades, charades. And cut to Megan killing it at Shiraz. Yes. All right. <laughs> She's great. She's like on her knees with her like arms in the air, like. Of all the movies, it's like she's like pretending she's like trapped by the Viet Cong or something. It's like, what? Um, but again, that's how you spend eight seasons on suits. Megan's got the goods. Then Annabella, you know, Annabella Henny, she draws a film for charades and she goes, I don't want to do this. And the movie is get out. <laughs> and then an old British man reads a synopsis of get out <laughs> and everyone is horrified. <laughs> An American horror film about a black man who visits his white girlfriend's family for the weekend. And Oh dear. Oh, wow. It was so funny. My husband, CJ, um, who uh, has been noted, Naomi and I are both in interracial loves. Um, so he is a different race than me. He watched Get Out with my white parents. And <laughs> it was a hoot. It was really fun. It was hilarious. What? that For the first time, you guys like put it on by choice to watch with Peg? My parents had my parents had never seen it and wanted to. And so CJ and I had seen it, so we watched it all together. And before, you know, the famous, like, I would have I would have voted for Obama a third term. Before we yeah. even got to that part, CJ asked my dad, Would you have would you have voted for Obama for a third term? And my dad goes, Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, so it was funny to see oh my um, God. Bradley Whitford say it and then, you know, obviously try and kill the man. You know what's even funnier than that? The queen playing charades and she oh stands up and pretty much mimes like 
wipe like uh, batting away, waving away a fart. Yeah. And uh-huh. she's like in a in like pinching her nose and walking in like a circle and no one understands what's happening until Megan yells, Oh, gone with the wind. <laughs> and she is correct and everyone applauds. So it really seems like Megan and the Queen are besties. They really kind of get each other. They're, They're vibing. On a similar wavelength. They're vibing. They're vibing. And so with that vibe, Harry and Megan finally talk to the Queen and are like, We've been thinking a lot about the wedding next year. Well, of course you have, my dears. And what are your thoughts? Well, we were thinking it would be good to have an African-American preacher say a few words. And then the queen is like, yes, get it, girl. The queen is like, I was thinking the same thing. And Which it's is like, not true. Not were? Absolutely not. <laughs> the queen was not. They love both ideas, um, and Harry and Meghan are relieved. And and so, like, I thought that was going to be, like, a major hurdle of the film. I know, and I like, know what it was. It's, like, like immediately solved. Um, and so now we're back with Good Day UK, and they are talking about the wedding details. And we see uh, what is a gorgeous montage of <laughs> Harry and Meghan going through all of the wedding planning hits. The cake tasting, trying the champagne, picking the flowers, choosing their invitations, all of those see, fun things. See, that's the thing. Like, if I have a wedding, I can't, part of why I've put off a wedding is because, like, I want to have all the money in the world to do whatever I want. Uh-huh. And that's not really possible. And so I'm like... I don't know. Like, I don't know. To me, like, that's the fun of it is like all that nonsense. Trying cake, picking flowers, doing all this stuff. And like, if I'm not going to do all that, then it's just like. But you are going to go to a pizza place. You are going to do that. I don't know. I don't know. Well, but the nice thing for Harry and Meghan is they're planning a wedding and they do have all the money in the world. All the money in the world does not change the fact that they still have to be very judicious and strategic with their guest list. Mm -hmm. I I was very surprised. I was like, come on. I was like, they should be able to invite everyone and anyone. Well, there's tons of rules. There's just, it's not even the guest list. It's everything. Because like they're picking the cake needs to be made by a British person. The dress, like there's just all of these traditional rules in addition to whatever a regular wedding has. Like tenfold, a thousandfold worse. So Megan is Skyping with her mom. She's sort of venting about that guest list process as it's been very difficult. Um, And that she hasn't really had any time to make any friends or sort of like settle into this new home because it's been all wedding planning. And then Harry gets off the phone and he delivers delivers the great news. We got Oprah? Well, I told them that she's American royalty and a friend and that she must come. So, (laughs) but they said absolutely no interviews. Definitely not no interviews. And it's like, well, (laughs) until. Hello. Megan is going through her wedding itinerary with her wedding planner, who I really like. And I yep. thought it was funny because she was because Megan's like, I wake up at five. We're going to have emails. Oh, my God. Do I sound terrible? And her planner's like, I love the American entrepreneurial spirit, which felt very like you think Megan is like a pilgrim or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's like, uh-huh. we love how these Americans get up and go. But. Megan is talking about her dress with her friend Jess over the phone and just like, I'm going to have this tiara and these emeralds. And like, you know, she's getting into it. She's starting to like feel. And there's symbolism for the emeralds. So like, yeah. it's not just like, I like green. It's like the world is open or something. I, exactly. There was symbolism for her, just not for me. 
So she's like riding high and then Harry comes in looking very serious and he tells her this. The palace just received a letter addressed to you. Inside was white powder. What did it say? You don't want to know. I assume that it was something racist. Apparently they've been receiving a lot of this stuff but they haven't been telling us. Okay, so I'm not surprised one bit. Sure, Mm -hmm. of course that's happening Mm -hmm. to the poor girl Um, and to the whole family. Um, But I will say I do think there's something very funny. Like, I don't know about you and CJ, but Andy and I don't feel like we're solving race relations (laughs) by loving each other. But Harry and Meghan are really like, we are putting good into the universe. We are both so strong and perfect. Yes, they compliment each other about how strong. You're strong. No, you're strong. Well, I get my strength from you because you're (laughs) strong. They're so obsessed with each other. Okay, so Megan and her wedding planner are in the car. They're watching footage of the Greenfell Tower burning. So this is a real tragedy that happened. happened it was like low-income housing in the UK, basically kind of like a housing project, for lack of a better term. For immigrants. Yes. Too. Yeah. Um, and it burned to the ground. And Megan is on her way to work at a shelter and soup kitchen that's that is run by the people that lived in this tower, but also services the the victims of the fire. Right, right. And Megan, you know, because she's of the people, okay. She is ready to work, honey. She puts on an apron. She starts washing that rice. She is not here to just like, you know, pose for a photo. She's doing it. So, of course, everyone's like, we love you, sis. And it's all, um, you know, Muslim women in hijabs. And, you know, Megan's like, we are women. We are sisters in arms. There was a very cross-cultural moment, women helping women happening. Yeah. She's was, inspired. She's inspired right. by these women and by their strength. We know she loves strength. We love strength. However, again, we're talking British royal family, rules on rules on rules. Megan being with these women who are immigrants, some may be refugees, who are Muslim, you know, in the as portrayed in the film, that's now political. That's political. And so when Megan's like, I want to do a cookbook for the women. And I remember, I remember this. I remember this IRL when it was like, she's putting together a cookbook and she's like, you know, and they're like, do you have to? It's too much. I mean, you don't want to seem like you're hanging out with these people, basically. Right. And then William and Kate are like, you should come with us to our charity event. You can sit next to us on stage. And it's like, that is not the same as working. But that's what Megan does. Yeah. So when Megan goes to this charity event, because she's Megan, okay, a woman with a voice, much like our very own Megan Gailey of this podcast, she mentions Me Too, and everyone immediately gets uncomfortable. You know, don't say stuff like that. And then listen to William and Harry talk about what Megan said. She was just speaking her mind. No, she was political. She can't do that. I'm not going to silence her, at least of all about something like Me Too or Time's Up. That the whole point is about women not being silenced. The people are more divided than ever. There's no one in the middle. No referee. No one trying to find common ground and bringing people together. That's our job. And Megan just picked a side. Okay, William is starting to sound all lives matter. (laughs) I mean, this is what I'm saying, Megan. This is why I don't have patience with them. I'm, I'm like, you're like 34, 35. You should not be so 
conservative. I don't know. I know, I know. I'm just wishing things. I don't really care. Let him do what he wants. This is why he has no hair. He went Mm -hmm. bald at 20 because he was so busy acting like an 80-year-old man. Well, and Charles is piping in too. And he's like, well, she's not an American actress. You know, like you get the vibe that it's like, we're stripping Megan of who she is. Right. You know, we're making her as for lack of a better word, vanilla as possible. Uh She can't be on a side. Um, And that just, that's like, that sucks as a person, you know? And and that's, that's, as we've seen, unfortunately, just not who she is. Exactly. And I think that's not what she thought she would be, right? Like, I think part of her was like, well, if I'm on the national stage like this, I can change the world. You know, the same girl who wrote to Dawn and said, change your commercial. And then she gets there and they're like, actually, we don't get involved in anything. And Uh we need you to be quiet. Um, So then we see Megan sort of go through a series of getting no's. Like, she's not going to be able to wear the tiara. It's promised to someone else. She isn't supposed to wear a white dress because she's not a virgin. This makes Harry really pissed. Yes, your royal highness, Prince Harry. What can I do for you? What you can do for me, Lennox, is to stop the ridiculous games your people are playing. Yes. And then Harry ends up having to have a private meeting with the queen. And because where of he this- he gets yelled at. Where, <laughs> you yes, know what I mean? Where he, yes. And the- what comes out of this meeting is that Leonard, the secretary, um, is going to be assigned to Megan now to sort of watch her, keep her in line, and make sure she does all the right things. And one thing he says, though, that I thought was funny, but I, I don't know if it's... He goes, that old queen has sent in this old queen to keep you in line. And I'm like, no way there's an openly gay man in the firm. <laughs> I mean, I would love it, but I don't think so. I don't think so was all I'm saying. But now I'm starting I'm starting to like Leonard. Literally he said that and I was like, maybe you're fun. So Leonard is now um what Megan calls her fairy godfather. And first order of business is she is Catholic. She needs to be baptized Protestant. So we see that happen. Oh, is and that then, what that was? Protestant? I, I saw I a baptism, so. but I didn't know that was uh-huh, uh-huh. Because he said she's Catholic. Um Yes, and, and that was a problem. And the oh, I am I my mother is Catholic, my father is Protestant. And wow. and Protestant, Irish Protestant is loyal to the queen. And so uh, that's what I'm assuming. Um, big old, big old issue. They get real upset about it. And so then Megan has to get kidnapped training. I love this. This was like enough. Um, so we see her, <laughs> she's like walking and then she gets like abducted and she beats a shit out of a bunch of men who probably just like work at the castle. And we're like, why <laughs> is this princess fighting us? And so basically at this point, you know, in the Royal story in the family, Kate has just had her son, Lewis. Or Louis? I don't Louis. even know. Louis. Louis. And Megan brings a present because they don't do baby showers and things. Because and, they're you rich. Know, Kate, exactly. And Kate's like, if someone sends you a present, you have to like return it or donate it or something. I and, like that for rich people. I think yes, that's a good. Because I've definitely. bought some presents for people way richer than me. And I'm like, you really should be giving me a present, honestly. Okay. But then after this, this is when things take a little yeah. turn, some unexpected. Basically, we hear from... Dad, Thomas Markle's on the scene. Listen, um, Samantha keeps asking. She, she says she'd really like to be invited. Daddy, the first thing that she did when she heard I was engaged to Harry was threaten to publish a book about me being a pushy princess. No. And you're going to have to stop letting her manipulate you. Are they at least going to announce to the public that I'm coming over? I mean, everyone's asking. I'll ask them to announce it, okay? 
Like you can tell Thomas Markle is like here for the attention. He wants that fame to rub off. You know, he was like, suits didn't do anything for me, but this could be my big break. And we see Good Day UK talking about how Thomas Markle is going to walk his daughter down the aisle. But they show some paparazzi photos of him that we have seen in real life. It's like him getting measured for a suit, him trying to like study. Oh yeah, reading a book on England. Him exercising. And they're like, these are cheesy. He feels like he staged these. And that's when Megan's friend Jess arrives, who we saw earlier. And then Leonard comes in with some bad news from the Daily Mail. Ooh, girl. We about to keep you on edge while we take a quick break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so Leonard says that he has a friend at the Daily Mail who has intel that Megan's dad staged the photos and then got paid by the press for selling them. But when Megan calls her dad, he's like, no, that didn't happen. Then, like two seconds later, Megan and Jess are at the spa trying to relax, trying to live, you know? And then Harry calls her and is like, turn on the news. Megan Markle's father staged and was paid for the secretly snapped photos that were recently released around the world. There's CCTV footage proving it. He colluded with paparazzi and he was paid to do it. And then there's news that he has had a heart attack and will not be coming to the wedding. So Megan is trying to get a hold of her dad. Just keeps calling and keeps calling him. It's going to voicemail. He's not answering. And then she, Thomas finally calls her back. And this is how that convo goes. You did stage those photos. Well, Samantha thought it would be a good idea to have the paparazzi take stage pictures of me so I could look better in the eyes of the public. Talking to the paps, getting paid by the paps is not the answer, Tom. If you listened to me, none of this would have happened. You lied. Fine. Well, maybe it would be better for you guys if I was dead. That way you could pretend to be Sarah. Did he just hang up on us? Ew. See, you like Thomas still, Megan? I guess what, you know, the thing is, I feel bad. I feel bad for everybody involved. And I also think there's rules that it's like, 
these photos, it's, they're truly funny. Like, it's not salacious. <laughs> it's, like, so silly. And it triggers Harry. And there's rules because they're royals. It's, like, you can't expect Thomas to know that, like, silly photos are going to make him get uninvited from his daughter's It's not wedding. silly like, photos. It's getting paid for the photos. And he knew that, okay? He knew that from the jump. Because if there's one thing Megan has told her family, if nothing else, it is, like, never talk to the press. Do not put me on blast. Do not put stuff out here. He, the pictures are dumb, but he sh was not supposed to get paid for them. Because the whole thing is now, it's like, you're in bed with the press, the very people who um, make and break the family's reputation. And and I totally get that. But to like, to, to put that level of intensity and to make everyone else like abide by such a strict crazy it's like you just can't expect that it, we're Amer we don't we don't understand but from your i i think you should definitely my mother Dariah raglan she wasn't over here talking to the press no i like, know she your did parents a bad, behave he did a bad thing but i think for it to be like now he can't be at his daughter's wedding it's like that's too far it's 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 just like it's and the reality is I thought based on this falling out, I was like, oh, Thomas must have been bad like forever. It's like they have a they have a seemingly good, solid relationship. It's this like one mess up and then he's out of the it's just Harry's too much, I think. Okay. <laughs> That's all I think. So sorry. I'm not fully on Thomas's side. It's just like, okay, dog, sorry. I don't like people mess up. People mess up. So Harry tries to console Megan, but she runs outside. Blah, blah, blah. Harry is able to calm her down by saying the wedding. It's not all about this. It's just about them. It's just about them. And Megan says, that's right. That's all that matters. And that's so not true. If there's one thing I've learned at right. this point in the movie is that this wedding is about everyone else but them. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but next, though, in a very sweet moment, Harry and Meghan are sitting down with Camilla and Charles. You could walk yourself up the steps into the church and down the aisle. But when you reach the private family area of the chapel... Then I could offer you my arm to signify how much our family very, very much invites and, and wants you to become part of our inner circle. Which is very, very sweet. All right. I think it's wedding day! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Okay, so Megan puts on her dress. We've got the suits, hair, and makeup angel. Um, she has a touching moment with her flower girl. And then her tiara, the one that she didn't pick, is brought in. The flower girl work, looks at her and is like, oh my God, you're a real life princess. Everyone's like, you look perfect. And then Megan pulls down one tiny strand of hair and says, not perfect. <laughs> that was so funny to me that was, that was so funny well then but then we have Megan and her mom in the car on their way to the wedding which I did love I liked that it was just a family moment mom is talking about how proud she is you're seeing all these crowds of people waving and clapping and you know Megan focuses on a little black girl in the crowd who smiles yeah. at her and you know she's like oh my god look at who I am look at what I'm mm -hmm. doing for the culture and then we see Meghan and Harry on television kissing in front of the world. But really, they're just watching that as they sit in bed, drinking champagne, and being naked. And I thought that was very sweet. Oh boy, Harry's excited and he's like, can we make a baby now? And then we see them go to have sex. Okay. <laughs> and honestly, they don't have much time because 
Leonard is basically like, you have a packed summer. Because just mm-hmm. like William and Kate did, after you get married, you just like go around the Commonwealth, I guess. Yeah. And like, you know, do humanitarian work and take pictures with children and, you know, that kind of thing. All in a different million dollar outfit every time. And Megan is going to do that cookbook that she wanted to do with the women. I'd like to feature the women who inspired the book. So what if they're in headscarves and hijabs? Yes, well, it really is up to you, uh, Your Highness. But if you want a lot of people to buy this book and actually raise enough funding to truly help these women, then you might consider steering away from a cover that seems to uh, other. Okay, there is nothing vaguer than just like tomatoes on the cover of a cookbook. And you're like, okay, does that make it good? I can't tell. But then we see Megan basically settle for the tomatoes. Like she. <laughs> I know like, she doesn't like, want it. She, no, she's she, like, okay. And so you see her playing like the quote unquote good royal. Right, right. And Good Day UK picks up on it because basically Me- Megan's behaving herself, quote unquote. And Good Day UK is like, okay, we're impressed. She's falling in line. You know, she's the queen's BFF. But. Megan, you know, she seems to be doing what's asked of her and she seems fine with it until she talks to her mother. And this is real, honey. Your mama can really leave you undone. You know what I mean? Megan is basically talking to her mom. It's like, they just want me to look pretty and keep my mouth shut. And the press loves me. And her mom is like, um, is that what you want to do? You know, and then Mm -hmm. she shows her mom the cookbook cover with the tomatoes. And she's like, what? What are these tomatoes? Mm -hmm. You know, mom. And so, you know, Megan is saying she doesn't want to rock the boat, but mom is like, okay, but are you being yourself? Right? Yeah. So that's that first turn. And it does feel, honey, your mama can always get you there. Your mama can always say something and you're like, okay, well, now I have to make a change. And moms always want you to be yourself. Oh my God, do they love that. (laughs) Okay, so Harry and Meghan arrive at Annabella's engagement party and her fiance is busted. And I only say that because (laughs) she acknowledges that he's busted. Love that. She did? I missed that part. Congratulations on your engagement. Thank you so much, darling. I know he's not that good looking, but really his wallet is huge. (laughs) (laughs) And then Annabella, ooh, she sticks the knife in and she turns it because this is a doozy. Congrats to you on your super successful summer. You've really been playing by the rules. Has it been awfully difficult? No. All right, because you're good at acting. Okay. Now, as shady as that was, it does help to like like really kick Megan in the ass and be like, no, I actually don't want to be this girl who plays by the rules and does everything that the royal family wants me to. Right, right. And then Megan, I love though when she makes Annabella curtsy. She's like, yes. I'm a duchess now, so curtsy. And then though, on Harry's side of the party, some he calls Megan, quote, fitter than a butcher's dog which is meant to be a compliment? I mean, how did the British end up colonizing so much? Because they're not bright. I don't understand why fitter than a butcher's dog is a compliment. Uh, fitter than a butcher's dog, because you imagine like the the butcher's dog eats well, you know? Uh, he healthy. Uh, he's healthy. I see, I but that's, see. I don't like when you got a healthy woman over there. It's like weird. I know, but also comparing okay. her to a dog, it's like- I know. No, at first not, I was like, is this racially charged? You know, I was like, yes! oh, immediately up. And I was like, what? But um, It's all racially charged. And this party pisses Megan off so much. She leaves the damn country. She says, <laughs> bye. 
<laughs> she and goes she back goes to Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> she's like, I got to get back to my Toronto roots. And she's hanging out with Jess and her dog. And she's like, oh, I need to get out of there. But she then gets up and runs to the bathroom to throw up, which if we know a movie, that's what happens when a lady is pregnant. <laughs> How come everybody can get pregnant but me? I want to puke. I know, All right. I know. We're going to get but you I'm, there. I'm happy for you, Megan. Okay, <laughs> so Megan comes back and Harry has a new puppy for her and she loves the dog. And Harry's like, wow, didn't I really have some great news? And Megan's like, you think we just got a puppy? Guess what? We got a baby too. And Harry talks to her stomach and it's like, the baby's not big enough to listen yet, Harry, but fine. <laughs> he is so excited. But you know who ends up even more excited? Leonard. Megan goes to Sir Leonard and she's like, I feel like I should tell you it's early days yet, but you're pregnant. Oh my. Congratulations. (laughs) Now we're just going to have to figure out how or more precisely when we announce this to the family and then to the public. Oh, the queen will be thrilled. Well, everyone will be thrilled. (sighs) Well done, your highness. Leonard is so happy she's pregnant that I was shocked. Like, I could not believe how excited he was. I love that the first thing, like when she's like, things need to change. I'm not wearing pantyhose. It's like, (laughs) you lay down the law, Megan. I know. And it's not going to be tomatoes on that cookbook. It's going to be the women. Case closed. Case closed. That is the cover we all know from that book. But again, Leonard's like, okay. But I think it's because he's so happy about the baby that he's like, sure, the cover can be whatever you want. There's going to be a baby. Yeah, Leonard's a good person. I'm, But he, you know, he... He had a bad first impression, but we've warmed to him. Okay, so then um, Brit, we go to Good Day UK. Bridget is proud of Megan, but Caspian is talking his regular shit. Bridget, I think you're letting your friendship with Megan cloud your judgment here. The royal family is supposed to remain neutral. The first thing she does when she gets a title is to force a pro-immigrant political agenda on us. It's not just tone deaf, it's downright disrespectful. And then this kicks off a montage of Megan getting terrible press. And this is really the beginning of the unraveling. Yes, absolutely. And it starts when William goes to Harry, you know, to lecture him about the relationship with the press and then tells him, we have to split our households and our staff. We, yeah. I cannot let the public think I'm on your side because you own some other shit with this black girl. And I just and I got to be king one day. And, and William's like, I do agree with you. You know, like he does allude to that. Like, even if I think you're right, you and Megan are on the right side of quote unquote history. I have to pretend that I'm all lives matter. Right, 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 right. Right. So Harry, he's like really hurt about that. And so when he goes home and sees Megan wearing black nail polish before an event, he gets real mad. And Megan doesn't take it well. Listen to this. If you still deep down don't believe that I am with you, for the right reasons, then that is not only insulting to who you are as a man, but it is also deeply insulting to me. Then she storms out. 
Okay. And honestly, I don't blame her, but it is just, it is so funny and not funny. I mean, it's so messed up how it's like black nail polish. Yeah. What are you trying to say, Debbie Harry? You know, also she was painting her own nails and it's like that. I I know that that's a rule that you can't paint your own nails. Like (laughs) if I'm, when I create my kingdom, it's going to be gel manicures only. Right. Um, so Leonard goes to visit Megan. And like in the first movie, there is a moment with a painting that teaches Megan a lesson. Because remember in the first movie, we see that painting of Queen Charlotte who turned out to be part black. Yes. And so Megan's like, I belong here. And then yes. here, Megan and Leonard look at a picture of George, the patron saint of England, who he says wasn't even British. He of also course. fought for religious freedom. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know, Megan, you're inspiring people every day. But you're fighting too much. You're living mm-hmm. in fear. You know, again, I mean, Leonard's done a 180. Leonard's yeah. become a true soul sister. Now he's really being the fairy godfather that we wanted. Mm-hmm. So while Megan is confiding in Leonard, Harry goes to William. And William gives not terrible relationship advice. He's like, basically, you should go back and say that you were wrong and just apologize. And I'm like, okay, William, can you call my husband? Um, <laughs> and... William says Harry has always wanted to do his own thing, and he's not separating the house to be mean. He's separating the house so now Harry and Meghan can truly do their own thing. Right. And when Harry finally does apologize to Meghan, what he basically reveals is like, I feel like I have to choose between you and the family. And when William Mm -hmm. said we had to separate, I was like, okay, I've just lost a family. What if this American girl decides she doesn't want to be with me anymore, and now I got nobody? And then, of course, Meghan's like, I'm having your baby, fool. Yeah. And then, of course, it's all very tender. Yeah. And um, he talks to the stomach more. And exactly. Again, it was, it was gorgeous. Hear that, but thanks. <laughs> then we have another, well, the best, quite honestly, the best segment of Good Day yes. UK, where they're covering Megan's cookbook event. And Bridget loved it, of course. And Caspian says she is smug and flashy. And then finally, 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 Caspian gets his. Listen to this. And I've come to realise, Caspian, from watching you tear down every good thing Megan has tried to do this year, that you are a miserable, racist, chauvinistic pig. And I am done playing small to make you feel big. I am sick of taking orders from this prig, and I get off me. Yes. And yes, the best yes, the yes. best part is Megan is watching this happen on TV and she's like, hell yeah, screw you. Like she looks at Bridget <laughs> like, that's my bitch. That's my girl. <laughs> it's so fun. I was like, thank God. I was like, Bridget does not have to put up with this. Yeah. She absolutely does not. And so I was really glad when she finally stuck up for herself. Okay, so then we see Harry packing because they're moving to their permanent home and we get one more flashback of Diana and Diana is saying that Harry is essential to William's success. Like, without... Harry, William cannot be the king because kings need support. And then we flash back to present day and Harry and Meghan are moving far out into the country to be able to get more privacy. And William tells Harry that... You know, I might have been her firstborn, but you were her favorite. It's bollocks, Will. She fawned over you all day long and you know it. <laughs> but you have a sense of humor and a passion. She loved that about you. And she would have loved that about Meghan. And you're both funny. You're both humorous. <laughs> While the boys are reconnecting, thank God, rebuilding, Megan and Kate are having a hang, and Megan suggests that 
is this Christmas the next Christmas? They should walk next yes. to each other to show that yes. they're united as a family. So the women will be in the center side by side and then the mm-hmm. men on flanking them. Mm-hmm. And Kate agrees. And so you get this idea that like, okay, like they're working on making this work for them. Like how do we squash the rumors? How do we, mm-hmm. you know, create the life we want? And then we go back to Good Day UK. Caspian's gone and Bridget has a new anchor Black Sebastian. That's what I'm calling him. He's Sebastian, a black man. Um, just like the crab in The Little Mermaid. Um, mm-hmm. Is that offensive? Um, and But Sebastian is there, and which I think is good. It's like, okay, if we're going to be talking about this woman of color all the time, why don't we have a person of color who can maybe stop people from being totally racist? I don't know. Who knows? What a thought. But then we see a montage of the couple, basically everything we saw in the movie, and... Megan is watching the news with a smile. Harry comes in and they go outside with their two dogs and they walk their baby in a pram. And at one point, we're in the bassinet. We are the vantage point of the baby looking up at our parents thinking, gosh, aren't they a beautiful interracial couple? couple?" We are Archie. We are Archie and we're saying, ain't it great to be me? Ain't I a stinker? And it's that vibe. He's... Little Archie's living his best life. Oh, these movies are fun because, right, you have kind of like the reality as you, as we know it from the press, which who we know are evil, and then sort of the, you know, the movified version of things. But, Megan, the our guest today is like perfect for this movie, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. He is the recapper of all recappers. He does it for every Bravo show. And we said, you got to get over here and help us with some Lifetime recaps. He is the editor of Trash Talk TV, co-host of Rose Pricks, A Bachelor Roast, and the host of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills audiobooks. And of course, one of the hosts of I think my very favorite podcast right now, Watch What Crappens. Please welcome Ronnie Karam. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> oh, my God. Hi. <laughs> From my heart to my computer. <laughs> oh, my God. How are you, nutcases? <laughs> Doing good. I was just listening to you. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Thank you for being here. Naomi knows that I she calls me a trash queen because <laughs> I love all things Bravo. When people say sailing yacht, I go, seen them all. Okay, so if there is there no. is no Bravo stone unturned. So right. you yeah. are royalty to me. And yes. so it's perfect oh, that you're here covering a yeah. royal movie for us does that make sense wow you really stretched that one i like it yeah (laughs) i will go on that journey with you love it thank you for watching this quite honestly you know you you're coming through you're watching the second of 
what is a trilogy, okay? The finest trilogy the world has ever seen, Move Over Godfather. Lordess <laughs> of the Rings. Exactly. So um, I would just love to know your initial thoughts on Harry and Meghan colon becoming royal. Well, um, I've watched a lot of Lifetime movies in my day. I love a Lifetime movie. My mother cannot go to sleep with that one on. We prefer the murdery kind yes. of so do we. Lifetime so do we. movies. Yeah. I, I, want, I was waiting for Harry to like turn out to be a stalker or like he was going to... Because it's leading up to that, right? Like the whole movie, the whole relationship is leading up. It's like a perfect husband. You've left your job on suit. You're in a castle. You've only got two friends to worry about a perfect husband. And then he's going to kill her, yeah. right? And she's going to have, or he's going to try to kill her and she's going to have to stab him. And he's got everything going wrong with him. He's got like the, the shitty, like balding brother being, you know, saying, you know, saying things like, oh, I thought you were more of a pansy type. Oh. Yeah. Good, yeah. So I needed some more murder. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really not that familiar with all the Megan and Harry stuff in general. I kind of stay away from that. So my main question for this movie, I guess for you guys, is why are we as a people so obsessed with such boring people? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that is a very good Lord. question. That is a very good question. Yeah, Kill because somebody. Like- Get some emotional abuse <laughs> in here. Some. I thought it was crazy that the most fun person in this was the queen. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Exactly. The wildest of them all is 93 years old and <laughs> yes. knows no other life. I think like I think now we're interested in royals because of Megan because because to me like the royals I was say, I was saying earlier where I was like okay, this is just for tourism. I don't understand why these people take it so seriously, <laughs> but it always yeah. felt like it was its own world, right? And then you have this random girl from suits marrying in it's like, okay, tell me more, right? Yeah. You know, the saddest part of the movie, I thought, was the beginning when she was leaving suit. So I was yeah. like, don't leave your job. He's just going to kill you. I don't leave your job. Well, and I didn't watch Suits, but it's like usually when someone is written off a show, they're like killed off. or is it, But it's like she got married and then does her husband kill her? Like, why is her marriage what? Yes. Makes her leave. Like, because she can't be married and a lawyer. No, no, they're basing it on a real life. They're like, okay, well, she's leaving to marry a dude. Because that's how I (laughs) feel about the royals. Yeah, we'll just say they they made it easy. Exactly. They're like, right, that. She's leaving to marry someone and just see what happens. Um, Naomi and I loved when the queen was playing charades and was basically basically fanning a fart. Um, which ended up being gone with the wind. What, mo- what, like charade did you think she was doing, girl? Okay, the fact that they went from get out, okay, because that was, and they're like, that's offensive. How could you do something like get out? And they're like, okay, well then we'll go with gone with the wind. Oh, much better. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were only doing movies where um, black people were being harmed in some way. I think that was the theme. Yes, exactly. And they don't, they just call that royal charades. (laughs) Yeah. Ha, jerks. Uh, um, So, Ronnie, one of the segments we do on the show is called Real Hero, Real Villain. And that is because in every Lifetime movie, there is the villain as written, but then someone else who is a little evil. And there is the hero or heroine that we know, but then somebody else who comes through. And so for re- we would like to know if after watching Harry and Meghan Colin becoming royal, 
if there was any, anybody who you felt like, oh, okay, that person's actually really evil, or that is the true hero among us? Um, let me think here. Um, I think that a lot of people who got the hero edit didn't necessarily deserve it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. The assistant to the queen, the hat of the queen. Right. I'm not buying like what you you weren't a, a dick for one second. So you what do you get like a, a, a special gold star for that? <laughs> you were a dick the whole movie. <laughs> I agree. He's um, my real villain. I would say he is. A, he's a real villain to me that Leonard yeah he was a villain to me too I thought he was a villain too because it's always like oh the kind of like gay frumpy guy who's going to give you attitude at first but then we'll show you you know really how to dress in the Vogue <laughs> offices you know or whatever that kind of stereotype I was like no you're still a jerk yeah. I don't like people who are like oh you have to earn my friendship screw you you're the maid okay you are the maid and he sir. he was like uh he works for the establishment you know so he's yeah. definitely in bed with the wrong people, some could say. Yeah. And then also, like, such a tattletale. Such a rule follower. He's the kid that's, yeah. like, the the hallway patrol. That it's like, you're just a kid. Yes. Be a kid with us. And he's like, you have to cut seat to the to babies. And it's like, no, we don't. Uh, yeah. I don't like being told off by a maid, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's somebody's home, you know? I don't like it. Yes. Um, I did like the um, kind of bad news thing yeah. that they had going yes. throughout to structure the whole thing where they had like the peers. I guess he was supposed to be peers, That's what right? We That's what we thought. And, yeah. And then she's just like a random American rom-com. I'm not sure who she was based <laughs> on. Was there really a news person that was like, I've had it with you. No, yes. I, I, she is everything. She is every woman and I'm getting my own show. Like What? I loved her though. She's my real Bridget. hero. She's my Bridget. real hero, Ronnie, because she managed to talk her way into getting her own show. She literally just yes. yelled at Casby and was like, I need a show. And then she had it. I said, that's a hero. Well, that's what they teach you in self-help books. You know, you just keep telling people I'm a star. And then like she literally on live TV was like, I have my own show now. And they're like, you do. And guess what? You don't even have to change your lipstick still. You've worn the same fluorescent lipstick in every scene in this and you're going to still get to wear it in your own show because we're shooting all of your scenes within the same five minute time frame. Okay, man. We've got one day hard out at 10 p.m. Sorry. Na- <laughs> Naomi and Ronnie, you guys have a lot of the same heroes and villains. I think my real villain is the tomatoes obviously. Um, why are they on the cover? What have they ever done? Nothing. And then the real heroes are obviously the survivors of the fire. Thank you. Okay. I'll see myself out. Wow, 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 wow. Thank you. Thank you for brave. honoring the victims. That was brave. Thanks, thanks guys. Um, Ronnie, this is the best. We cannot let you go. Well, I can't, at least, um, without asking, I don't know, maybe do like a, a Rinna laugh, a Garcelle. <laughs> Harry, how are you? <laughs> oh my God, it's just a castle. <laughs> I love your castle. <laughs> oh my gosh. We gotta get, we gotta, uh, we have got to plant a seed in Kyle Richards' brain that somehow the agency can rent Buckingham Palace for them to go on their cast trip. Because <laughs> I would love for Dorit to take that accent to England and just have a beef eater kick the shit out of her. <laughs> I bought you a gag gift. <laughs> it's a lemon from Buca de Pippa. 
I designed it myself, queen. Now the queen would be like, get this troll out of here. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that's just a little taste of what you hear on Watch What Crappens. I am not overstating this. It got me through the pandemic. I listened to you guys. I mean, you are doing a service. Five episodes mm-hmm. a week. That is so that's crazy. amazing. Ooh, we can barely Thank do you. one a week. Thank you for everything <laughs> yeah. you do. Thank you for keeping me specifically alive. You guys are yes. so funny. Please give Ben our best too. Oh my gosh, I will for sure. Thank you guys so much. This was great being on here and getting to meet you guys in kind of real life. <laughs> Thanks, Ronnie. Bye. Thank you, guys. <sighs> All right. Wow. You know I love meeting my Bravo Kings. That was so amazing. And in great news, next week's movie is the third and final Harry and Meghan. And we have a new Harry and Meghan in this film. We're going to be meeting a new actor and actress. So the third movie rehashes what drove Harry and Meghan away from the palace to make a future for themselves and their son, Archie, here in North America. Think about that. I wonder what it's going to involve. I mean, Do you think we're going to get Oprah? No one called me, so I don't know who's going to play her, <laughs> okay? They should right. have called me in so I could say, were you silent or silenced? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what it's about. Go I'm I'm hoping we're going to get a dramatic reenactment of whatever the Flower Girl dress drama was. Because this Ooh. movie didn't cover. I like I, I when Flower Girls were mentioned, I was like, "Oh, yes, I cannot wait. What was the ugly dress? What was the good dress?" <laughs> but we didn't get it. So I'm hoping third movie dramatic reenactment. Please, we thank love you. that. That would be wonderful. You guys, if you want to know what's going to go down, watch the third Harry and Meghan movie on Lifetime. Monday, September 6th at 8 p.m. And as we've already told you, tune in starting at 1 p.m. Monday, September 6th to see me and Naomi on TV, television. We're going to a whole new medium. We are going to be your guides to all royal movies, along with special guests such as royal expert Kinsey Schofield, who will spill some tea about the royals. We're watching with you, honey. We're watching William and Kate the first two Harry and Meghan movies. And then we interview the lead actors in Harry and Meghan Escaping the Palace, Sidney Morton and Jordan Dean, before the world premiere of the movie. And yes, we are calling it I Love a Royal Lifetime Movie. See you guys Monday. Be there or be basic. I love a Lifetime Movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, Tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime movie is produced by Julie Magruder with Chris Boniello as editor and sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler with original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. Us. 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 I mean, you you should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host. Okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. 